Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 129, Feeling Fine, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. Hi, and, uh, I'm Anna Vinsky. What? Hi, Anne. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I waited like half a second and then I thought I heard something. I'm like, what? You did. You did. I I'm spoke. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dan, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Dan Conlon. Mass Effect Andromeda is criminally underrated. Hi, I'm Jamie Spolster and I do things. I'm... Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm Matt Breslau. Uh, I'm a staff writer and I enjoy long walks on the Nintendo Switch. Matt, I seem to forget that the letter M becomes comes before the letter J, huh? <laughs> Oh, in between we, two J's. Oh, do we actually do this in um in alphabetical order? Is that how we do it? Yeah. I, said I did not know that because we had so many people. I said those words. Those okay. are words you said. You did indeed. You may not know who I am, but I am in fact the editor in chief of GameCola.net, Alex the Jedi Jedrzak. I'm John. I do things sometimes. You do. So, yes, we have a million people on the podcast today. Eight million today. people have showed up for this one podcast. More, more than half of them, their names begin with the letter J. This is more people than I've ever known. <laughs> it's, it's the James Cola podcast. Ooh. It's the j, 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 it's the j, the John, the James Jola Jodcast where we where we it is a jidio jame and just discussion <laughs> and jew uh, no let's not do that word yeah let's not from the devil may cry series hi <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to this uh very well-packed uh, edition of the game call podcast let's talk about some video game news huh guys i'm yeah. up for that if we have to so okay i think that the first big when i was thinking about what happened in recent news history the first thing that came out into my brain was the news about metroid prime 4 has everybody heard about that oh Oh, yeah i have now so the metroid prime series was a it was a three it was a trilogy a trilogy of uh, metroid 3D Metroid games where like it was first person and you moved around the first two were on the GameCube and then the next one was on the Wii and then they made Metroid Other M and everyone was like no bad. <laughs> There's also a Metroid Prime game on the DS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Hunters but uh. <laughs> yeah. Hey don't forget Metroid Prime Pinball. <laughs> that that game rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's Metroid Spinball. <laughs> in any case the the return to form for that style of metroid game has been very highly anticipated and the unfortunate news that came out was that the game is being delayed it's being delayed because it's basically being restarted they're giving development to retro studios people who made the original metroid prime games and also games like donkey kong country returns and that series that people also tend to think is pretty good I see no downsides to this. Yeah, yeah. I mean it takes. I mean it takes longer. It takes longer, but that's we're the only downside. Getting a better product as a result. So. Over the years, I've gotten less and less angry about delays, though, because they've rarely resulted in a worse game. Yeah, but not rarely doesn't mean never. I said rarely. <laughs> I believe uh, we could all look back fondly on uh, Dukem Nukem Forever. I was going to mention that, so I'm glad you did. 
thing is, that's not a bad know. game, though. Yeah, there's, don't, I don't think there's any way it would be. We don't it would have been better had they not delayed it. I think it pro honestly, from what I've seen, it probably would have benefited <laughs> from not having so many uh, reduxes on it. Yeah. Too many mm. cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> of course, are we one to talk on that point, John? <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> um, so that was that's so if you were looking forward to that i'm sorry we are raining on your parade if i might uh comment about it uh, i think i've i brought this up before and i've, I've seen uh, a similar sentiment uh discuss you know doing the rounds online but as un, as unfortunate as it is that this game you know is being delayed and that it's gonna take you know who knows how many more pr- probably years before it comes out it's refreshing to see Nintendo do this kind of thing. It's it's it builds confidence actually. As as disappointing as delays are, it's good to see a company owning up to the fact that the game isn't meeting their standards, that they don't think it's going to be good enough for their fans and that and that they care enough about the quality of their products to actually say, "Hey, you know what? We need to take a step back, go back to the drawing board." and come up with something new uh, and, and keep working at it until we're sure that people are going to enjoy this product, especially in you know a day and age where a lot of people are mad at AAA game developers for pushing rushed uh, games out onto the market. No, we'll, we'll get to that, James. Yeah. We'll get to that today, James. <laughs> yes. Don't you worry. Take notes, um, But yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And, like, also I think it's important to distinguish this. That restarting and giving it to another studio is different than, like, a game company where, like, they fail to make the game and then someone else buys the license from them and tries to, you know, pick up where they left off. That's a very different situation to, I think, what's happening here. From what I understand, it's not that they're entirely giving control over to Retro Studios. It's that they are now partnering with them. Like, I believe mm-hmm. that was how it worked with the... I, I don't know too much about the original Metroid Prime trilogy, but from what little I understand, I believe... It was like a joint project. Like, they were talking back and forth. Retro Studios was handling a lot of it, but it was still being overseen and, like, still at least partially run uh, by Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's always pretty hands-on with when they give their IPs out. I mean, they were pretty hands-on even with Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, and, you know, so, and we, we all know how, how well that does tend to turn out, actually. And more positive Nintendo news while we're on the subject... Who here is a fan of Crossing Animals? I love Animal Crossing. That wasn't the question, Anna! <laughs> I'm a fan of cross-species genetics. Uh, I, I haven't crossed any animals in my lifetime. I've had animals cross in front of me. Uh, on my way on my way to work, I had a turkey run out right in front of me. And that was... Uh, it, it oh, that's crossed. an omen right there. It's an omen of a decent meal coming up. Yeah. Mm. Well, you heard it here first. Dinner tonight, so... Turkey Villagers confirmed Animal Crossing 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I have, of news of Animal Crossing 2019, there have been, rumors isn't the right word, I don't think. It's sort of, the, the there is a date floating around for the release of April 20, April 29th. Yeah, have you heard more about, I've only, no, I've only looked the into April it a little 29th bit. Part. Yeah, that's all I've heard okay. also. Which is Wait a minute. 17 days after my birthday. Nice. You can ask for it as a birthday present. Yeah, you can just ask for an eShop gift card. There you go. That is, but that is, <laughs> I like the physical. 
That comes out with the same. Then ask for a GameStop gift card. Oh wait, it's still a thing. How fitting is it that this comes out the same week as Mortal Kombat 11? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I'm expecting Isabel to just be dominating. <laughs> yeah. She has no fatalities, just friendships the whole time. Yeah. Oh. I'm ready. I love the announcer. Alternatively, all fatalities. Yes. The <laughs> I'm ready to fish and catch bugs and water flowers. It's like, it's like playing Animal Crossing as a kid again, I'm sure. And tear Scorpion's heart out again. I should point out that the 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 news of the title's release date of the 29th is coming from uh, April 29th. It's coming from uh, people sort of inquiring into businesses about when they're expecting shipments and pre-order stuff. So it's probably it could be flexible. the The exact date is probably still flexible considering it hasn't been officially announced. Mm-hmm. But that is the range which we're expecting the game. Honestly, I haven't really, haven't really, I haven't ever played Animal Crossing in any capacity. Um, but I don't know, the way, thinking about Animal Crossing on Switch just seems like the, whatever it, I, I needed to get interested in the series, it being on Switch seems to have peaked that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I guess it's just, it's just, it, I think it's like the portability combined with the sort of greater infrastructure of the Switch, right? With it, when it was on a console, it's like, I don't want to sit down and, I don't know, it just didn't seem like the kind of thing that I'd want to just sit down and spend two hours doing and be committed to that every single time. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of the charm comes from the fact that it's portable. I mean, I grew up playing the original mm-hmm. Animal Crossing on GameCube, and I loved it. And I used to play it a lot with my sister. And when Wild World came out, the very first portable title on DS, I remember being incredibly hyped because we could take this in the car, I could take this to school, I could take this anywhere. Yeah, I got really excited for portable. And, like, I got Cityful, and I just, I think portable works so much better because I played Cityful a little bit. Mostly the only things I did were like run around in the city a little bit and then leave immediately. And then I made some patterns because I found a pattern maker. And then I got New Leaf and I never played City Folk again. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last <laughs> time I touched City Folk. I forgot that City Folk was a game. Mm-hmm. City Folk is Wild World for Wii with City yeah. added. <laughs> it's a, there's a city now, I guess. Go shop? Question mark? Yep. <laughs> Go get made fun of by Gracie, question mark? Yeah. Part of it, too, might be that nowadays I will know more people playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Whereas when when the 3DS Animal Crossing came out, I didn't know that many people. And it wasn't until, like, long into the game's lifespan that I began to meet people who played that version of Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Because I think the multiplayer aspect is also driving point. The release date still boggles me. It seems like it's very early on in a year for a game we only have a very vague teaser of. Like, not even a full trailer. Yeah. That's true. So I'm not expecting much difference. I was more expecting this around Thanksgiving or this holiday season this year. Yeah. But then again, like, I guess we got a very vague teaser for Ultimate only just a couple months before it came out, so... Ultimate had a crazy hype campaign, though. It did, but, yeah. but I mean the very first teaser for it, though, was just Inklings, logo, Super Smash Brothers. Whoops, December. <laughs> that was basically it. So I'm hopeful, um, and I'm confident oh, that it's a good title. Some of, the, some of the reason that, like, all this news is coming out, I think part... I, I think Nintendo, like, had, like, a thing that they were going to do in January, and then 
the deal with Metroid Prime 4 kind of threw everything off. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of why this information has just been kind of coming out in like little dribbles. But they released a bunch of like, you know, yearly or quarterly earning stuff, like how well different things sold. And like Smash Brothers is doing crazy. As expected. Doing crazy good. <laughs> but like it's almost, it's like a million away or something, something not super significant away from like Brawl's lifetime sales already, which is pretty crazy for the best selling for the smash brothers game on the best selling system Mm -hmm. like even though like brawl is probably you know in the in the echoes of time brawl is probably going to end up just being the average worst uh received of the smash brothers games but like Everybody, even though everybody didn't like it, everybody still had Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh yeah, I remember and, and, really and it had its, it. it certainly had its good points. Like, yeah. it's got the the textures. I think in Brawl are really mm-hmm. nice, although the color is like really muddy. Right. I, I this isn't to bring up like whether or not Brawl is a good game. I'm just saying that like the fact that it's already going, already like about to surpass the Smash Brothers game on the best selling Nintendo console. Yeah of all time i knew yeah, tons of people is. with wii's and everyone who had a wii had brawl like bar yeah game. there was no too. question about it they, they didn't yeah so. they, they didn't play brawl but boy they sure had it <laughs> <laughs> speaking of smash brothers uh how does everybody like our good favorite plant pot i'll tell plant. you when i update my system and get the new 2.0 update it's pretty good who is who has used the piranha plant who has had an opportunity i have it's really good isn't it though it's pretty good this is pretty good i really like piranha it's it's let me say it's really hard to use right yeah like i can i can only use piranha plant in like the four player battles when i do online battles because if i get to any situation where it's one-on-one it's like i'm just gonna die like there's there's nothing i can do i did a pretty good job one-on-one I kept getting um, tripped up on side B because. Oh yeah, I had to figure that out. I figured that out. Yeah. Like, it took me a couple minutes. But that like one hit killed the, the uh, computer I was fighting. I was like, whoa, nice. But it, it it was a little hard to figure out that one. But otherwise, I think it's okay. Probably not something I play too often. But I just wasn't expecting Piranha Plant to be such a technical character. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about Piranha Plant requires like. Five seconds of forethought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because all of the moves take a really long... Like, you have to charge up the side B, which is this poison gas cloud that does a bunch of damage, but doesn't, like, stun the person in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, like... It's basically area control, right? Like, it's... The idea of it is to either say, you have to take a specific path to get to me, or take a bunch of damage. Right. Um, and then it's got its neutral special, which it blows a, a spike ball up in the air, and then you can, like kind of aim it but it's like really dependent on like how high it is above the piranha plant's head and how long you've hold, held the b so you got to think about that and then you've got the best move which is the down special <laughs> where you turn it you just pull yourself into the pot and then explode in a random not a random you can p- pick it yeah, but it's really hard it's really hard to pick which direction to pop out it's very difficult i've been watching videos of um people online play with play with piranha plant because i'm interested in getting better with him but oh it just it looks so difficult i don't know i'm not in it for the forethought i'm here to just press buttons and 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's my philosophy. I'm not here to be a competitive player. I just like pressing buttons and watching cool things happen. Everybody smashes their own way. I can't wait to see this character be played competitively. Oh boy, this <laughs> match be is quite gonna be, interesting. This match is going to be insane to watch. <laughs> I still want a competitive, any competitive scene to just play with items. Like, I'm not really big into the competitive scene. I don't know a lot, but I do know that, like, you know, rule number one of playing competitive Smash, no items. Yeah. I think competitive Smash could, or at least, you know, making a separate category with items would be really cool. Because think about it. Competitive players, they're best at improvising and reacting to quick changes in the situation. And what better way to further test your skill by implementing items where you have to not only react to the moves of your opponent but what items are on the field what items your opponent is going to use what items you can use it adds a whole new layer of depth to the system and i've heard people say that playing with items defeats the purpose of smash they're on by default you fools yeah i disagree with that i i think that items are great for smash the items are the whole point it's not a fighting game it is a fighting party game the, the whole point is to have a little bit of randomness, because if you add a little bit of randomness, everyone has a chance to have fun. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, having fun is not the point of a competitive <laughs> game, but uh, I think that professionals could take items, this aspect which normally seems to be very random and seems to be a crutch for players who might be less skilled, and I think professional players if they you know invested the usual seven thousand hours uh that they put into these games i feel like they could turn that into a spectacle and i would love to see that i agree with you the problem isn't that competitive smash players wouldn't be able to use items in an effective way the problem is is that whatever part of your brain makes you want to be a competitive smash player seems to be fundamentally separate or exclusive from the part of your brain that likes <laughs> likes what items bring to the table. Yeah, competition I mean, I isn't fun. Some it's of the work. items in Smash or in Ultimate are a little broken. Uh, one of the things assist trophies assist... are just like oh oh my god, these are overpowered as hell. Oh. <laughs> assist trophies are a disaster. But oh come on, I would love to see a, a competitive player using banana gun. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, it could be a lot of fun to watch, but like, just the people who want to do competitive Smash just don't want it. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about the kind of person who insists on playing without items when you're just like playing with friends, even if you're trying to be kind of serious about it. I know it, people who but... do that. Yeah, so do I. That's that's a bad time. I, yeah. I don't play with people who refuse. Like, if, if you say, oh, hey, next time can we not play with items? Like, that's fine. Yeah. If, you, if the first thing you tell me when I play, when I ask if you want to play Smash is say, are, is, is you, you turn off items? No. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. I have people that I play with where it's like a mutually understood thing that like when we play Smash together, we like to do it without items. Yeah. Because my roommate and I like went back and forth and trying to like basically one up each other and get good with certain characters to be better. Like there was an entire like three months where we just developed our own Mega Man versus Villager metagame. <laughs> And we just, we learned how all of the elements of those two characters specifically reacted against each other because we were just trying to be the person 
better with our character. So like you can have understandings like that, but once you get once you expand it, you're going to have to be more lenient cuz otherwise you're just a buzzkill. But I, you could also say the same thing for someone who like insists always that items need to be played and never takes a turn without items for someone who prefers not to have items. Yeah, like yeah. the name of the game is just compromise and moderation for everything. Mm-hmm. I turn off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turn off items. I do too, but like I like playing. I I go back and forth. Like I want now. I would just like to say I suck at Smash, so naturally I prefer playing with items on because when I play with items on, I do indeed have a higher chance of winning. But like I can appreciate the you know kind of the I don't want to say the rawness of playing without items, but the the simplicity. Yeah, the sim. There we go. Simplicity. That's that's it's easier to focus on the the combat i don't want to spend time picking up an item accidentally and then being like oh what am i holding what how am i using this what is this this isn't my normal move because that happens to me a lot that's why i turn which is the throw button (laughs) yeah no i'm immediately like oh i pick something up throw done get rid i pick something up better jump rid of as fast as possible better jump off the stage so i don't have to deal with it anymore (laughs) I don't know how to drop this baseball bat, so I'm just gonna... I guess I better just... Ah. (laughs) So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's a game. Lots of people like it. Items... I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Indie developer Nintendo. (laughs) A rare outside the mainstream gem. (laughs) Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. Still waiting on that Joseph Martin DLC. Hey. (laughs) I'm working on it. So... The other sort of big thing that the internet is a buzz about, particularly even just like today, is, and I was originally going to say, the game Anthem released. That's not really true. The game Anthem is in the process of releasing. What's is Anthem? In the t- What's Anthem? Anth- has, so did anybody watch, what, where did this game, I guess it was, oh yeah, it was the E3 presentation. No. It was EA's E3 presentation. They had this, like, half hour of it devoted to this one video game called Anthem. Does the, am I the only person who remembered Anthem? It's, it's from Bioware, if anyone forgot. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I wanted to make sure. Initial release I date did... is February 22nd, 2019. Yeah, Google says well, it's not released yet. It's an open demo. They had a VIP what? demo going on. It was a it's okay. alpha open... or beta. Hold on, I'm gonna... Oh, I see, I see the open demo thing, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, if it's made by EA, I'm automatically uh, taking it with a grain, with several grains of salt. It's made by Bioware. Okay. But it's being published by EA, and that's never a good thing. Man, come on. You gonna go into that whole circle thing? No, I'm just (laughs) saying that that I'm not calling it a bad game. I would never do that. If it's made by Bioware, I'm not going to immediately write it off. Certainly not. I'm just saying that if EA has some kind of hand in it, then there's always the chance. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This graph doesn't make sense. (laughs) Everyone, please take a look at the chart I have posted. Wait a minute. Oh. What? Why do I need a spreadsheet to determine how to play? Wait, what? So the anthem release. Oh, and this, sorry, this is, Xbox One oh I remember hearing origin. about this now. Now I remember hearing about this. Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to, I want to, I want to make a brief disclaimer here. This is not about 
necessarily the quality of Anthem as a video game. Like, for people who are playing it, if you've been playing Anthem in its various potential states that you can play Anthem in, and you've been enjoying it, more power to you. This is not a discussion of its, like, game mechanics and stuff. The thing that has been going on is, first of all, the very first VIP demo was apparently a disaster. Uh, there was infinite loading screens. Well, they didn't expect um, as many people to sign up for it as they as did, so they didn't really have the space on the servers for it. But what from the research I did, even though like that was the error message that was popping up, what they were saying was that it wasn't related to the server load. It was related to known bugs in that particular build of the game that they had thought that they had fixed. Oh, I mean, if they EA thought bit. that they had fixed them, then there's not really <laughs> much you can say about it other than, oops, they forgot to fix it. They better fix it well, by final release. Yeah. And they did, it did get better, but it was like, this was like the first major launch of the game. And if it was going to be this widespread of a launch, it you got to put your best foot forward. <laughs> And then, so they fixed some stuff, so the first, and there were lots of other bugs and stuff that people weren't happy about. And then the next thing was this chart, which if you don't know what we're talking about, because a podcast is not a visual medium, um, if you just look up ways to play Anthem, there is this uh, chart that tells you all the different means by which you can play Anthem and when, based on whether you have... Uh, Xbox One, a PS4, whether you bought this particular pack or this particular pack, it's kind of a mess. It's also like, like I can see why they did it, but it doesn't make it any less scummy because if you want to play the game a week early, you have early access to the full game, you have to already be paying for EA's subscription service to PC on top of pre-ordering the game. So, uh, a slight correction... That is something that is being stated a lot, but I think it's actually not true. It's it's included with the origin access. Like, sort of like how... So, I, I may okay. be wrong, but my understanding is that that was a, some, a miscommunication okay. that had been cir- circulating around a lot. It's supposed to be like when you have... When you buy, like, PlayStation Online. Oh, like PS... Oh, games. so it comes oh. free with origin access. Okay. Yes. You know what? then that makes me less mad about it. I thought it was with a pre-order. I thought it was you had to both pre-order and do this just to get the game when they mm-hmm. said they were going to release it. James going straight for the jugular on this one. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. Well, when I see like stuff that I think is scummy, I don't, I don't hesitate. I just... Mm. We all have and a bad taste And then afterwards I realize, oh, game. maybe I shouldn't have gone you know, full tilt on that. And then I kind of <laughs> I back, I backpedal a little bit. Which is what I've done here. Like, I can see what, I think what, from my perspective, what I think happened was is that EA was like, alright, we're going to micromanage our, like, exclusive, like, we're going to take exclusivity deals to the next level, and we're going to talk to each individual company about seeing what we can squeeze out of them. Yeah. And what happens is, is that it creates just this communication mess, right? Because I think, like, James, what you're saying, like, while what your impression of the situation was was incorrect like the fact that there's this huge mess and this whole complicated system of how it works is part of the reason why i think that that is something that they're having trouble communicating yeah there shouldn't have been this big mess they they shouldn't have needed this massive spreadsheet to tell you when you can and cannot play the game it should be a simple matter of did you buy the game 
you know, yes, okay, well, here's when you get to play it. Or, hey, do you subscribe to our premium service? Yes, okay, here you go. But now, now they, they, it even depends on the platform as well, and it depends on what tier of the 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 subscription you're getting and it depends on oh it's just that this is there, there was no need to do it this complicated like i get it ea you want to make money you want to to you also and and not only that they want to make money but they they want to promote their origin access and ea access and all this you know all of their exclusive stuff because they want to push that i get that that's fine but if you need to make a spreadsheet I, I think you've gone. I, I think that's the real lesson here: is never yeah. make spreadsheets ever. How long do you think it took them to mock up? To be fair, I don't even think this really needed the spreadsheet. It's not as confusing as the spreadsheet seems to make it look. Yeah, no, it's not. But like, they could have made this less confusing in various different ways. And to to add to that, I think part of that is that it seems like that these details were not made public until right about now. Oh. Like, I think. I think it wasn't, I think people knew that, like, certain things were going to be earlier than others, but, like, the reason that they made this chart was because it wasn't clearly communicated before. So even if, and they're try- and this is the fastest way to communicate that information. Has anybody here actually played any of the Anthem demos no. but while we're just dunking on it? I didn't it? know it was here until today. Nope. I love Bioware, but I play them for the characters, and this doesn't seem to have that focus, so I might just skip it. I don't want to use the term generic mmo but generic mmo it's basically trying to be uh trying to appeal to the same crowd as destiny does with like it's online multiplayer you get into these teams and you do these different missions to get loot that you use to upgrade your character which there's nothing wrong necessarily i mean it's not a model that i'm particularly familiar with but like destiny is a pretty popular game. People have yeah. different opinions about it, but like it's a successful business model at that base level. Um, there's, I've tried to watch a bunch of videos and read some articles about trying to get a sense of how people feel about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, different opinions about like the progression system and stuff like that. But yeah, if you're in it for like the narrative, I have not heard much about the narrative. <laughs> it seems like most people who are really into the game are into it because of that, like, you get a squad of four people with the four different like archetypes that the game has and you go and do these missions and that's what's really appealing to people. I just wanted to clarify like the scope of our criticism yeah. because otherwise we're just dunking on this video game that none of us have played. Those were that was that was everything that that I brought <laughs> to the table. Um, <laughs> uh one thing that I brought um GameStop has been in the news this week as they uh uh, for those of you who don't know, they put the uh, company up on the market for uh, for a buyer to take over it since they're losing money and whatnot. And recently this week, they have taken it off the market, and they're no longer looking for a buyer. Hmm. So that's good. They're doing fine then, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. They're great. But after they took it off the market. turned around for GameStop. Thing it, it probably would have been, but after they took it off their market, their stock took a huge dive down. Like, summit plummet levels of dive down. Ooh. So, yeah. Can't say we didn't see this coming. They've kind of been not... Haven't had the greatest business practices in the past few years. GameStop's been struggling. They've they've been doing uh, not so good. It's just kind of like there's nothing that was really offered by GameStop that you couldn't get at any other just like store that also sold video games. Go to Target. Like even 
Right. Like yeah. even their, yeah, like Target or Walmart yeah. or Best Buy. Like there's not, there's no reason to, if you really want a physical copy and you want to go into a store and buy it, there's not really something that GameStop provided that was separate from that. And you can just, you can get other stuff while you're there. Even yeah. the pre-order bonuses were never that much to brag about. The mm-hmm. only reason people, the only reason I ever went to GameStop is because of Pokemon and the the mystery gifts and, and like that sort of yeah. thing. Like that was yeah. that and was the that was the only GameStop exclusive that was like <laughs> yeah. And James, I went to see if Polly was working, and she never was. And and James, also, you didn't have to go into GameStop <laughs> to get those. Really, <laughs> there were multiple times where. Uh, my parents would drive me and my brother. We'd park outside the oh. stuff. We'd get our mystery gift. Oh, and wow. Drive away. Just kind of sneak it out of there. Let's, well, let's be honest, though. That's less of a you don't have to go there and more you went there anyway. Now you're just sort of splitting hairs and you're being that little that little shit that's just sort of sitting outside. You know? <laughs> but you don't have to go into the store. You're already there. Avoiding as much social interaction as you can is the best thing. There wasn't a reason to not go in the store, at least, like because they usually don't require you to buy yeah. something with it in order to get like the mystery. They gift, don't do require they? No, they <laughs> but, but that doesn't stop. I went them in there trying. and I just grabbed the mystery gift. I just grabbed my what was it? I think it was Victini from Pokemon Black and White. I think that was a GameStop thing. I'm pretty sure I don't it was. remember which ones it was. So I went in there, I grabbed my Victini, and I left. Like just that was it. Yeah, I did the same thing with Meloetta. Just walk in. Hey, I want my Meloetta. Walk out. <laughs> the people at the GameStops that I went to were much more forward about trying to get us to to buy stuff. Hey, since you're here, do you want to buy all of these things? Yeah, can you blame them? Uh, another thing I've seen on YouTube is that apparently some GameStops will uh, actually do uh, console repairs. Like yes. older consoles, oh, like yeah, Xbox 360, PS3, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. And then I've seen... Uh, there's specifically a channel on YouTube. I think it's called Spawnwave. Uh, he talks about why uh they they don't do a good job so he says uh hey pro mm-hmm. tip uh don't 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 do that the they they don't do the like they they do okay but they're not great jetty why have you posted a google maps images of half a game stop <laughs> Wait. because this is the picture of my local game stop that some guy submitted this and was like this is what it looks like it's a brick <laughs> there's wall. a giant game stop. brick there's a giant brick pillar right in the middle of the photo. <laughs> and like the thing is, is you that the you can see the side of his car from this. Like he he pulled yeah. up slightly too far, <laughs> just leaned out the window. It was like, eh, it's good enough. And, and like, that's he was all like they could get. That's all they could get. Holy he God. was like me. He didn't want to get out of his car. Yeah, exactly. And get the big Sure. I hope photography is in this guy's day job. Get out of your car! <laughs> no, you're all focusing on that. I'm more interested in that Lane Bryant store next door. I mean, come on. <laughs> I probably have better uh, I'm, policies. I'm going to click the report a problem button with this photo. I'm going to report a problem. <laughs> I can't see GameStop. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're showing me. There's an old rotted piece of gum on that brick right there. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Maybe oh, he's right. a mason and he's just admiring the the bricklaying work maybe there's something with the, all the spackle in there or something that he thinks is off or maybe it's like a protest picture and he's like oh, come on this is what i think of GameStop. i refuse to go inside <laughs> yeah yeah game stop it's a okay brick wall soon this will all be brick walls as the game stops get closed 
Oh. It's artistic. The the garbage can in the corner. There is the thing is is that there is a GameStop on the way when I go to the grocery store, I always have to pass by a GameStop like right at the intersection. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I guess I'll be keeping an eye on it. See see how they're see how they're doing. I wonder if like things are gonna start turning into like more of a mom and pop is a is probably an outdated term, but I think it conveys what I'm trying to think of. Of like more of like because I think that brick and mortar, like did with you the, just say as wait brick? Oh, brick and mortar. I yeah. thought you said Rick and mortar, and I was like, is that a... <laughs> no, <laughs> Morty, Morty, we got we no. got to open a video game store, Morty. Brick and mortar. No, br- like, all um, right, that's my. I think favorite I think the show. term you're thinking of is a brick and mortar store, which I, I mean with the photo part and the pun, but like that's yeah. Then no, that's I, I get of. what you mean. Yeah, but like. I think because that there is a pretty significant retro game market, but not just because I feel like, and maybe this isn't true, but I feel like there isn't a super significant retro movie market in the sense that people really want. There's a couple of movies where people want like the original VHS of it. Yeah. Star Wars. But I feel like with video games, there's more people who feel like the original hardware is like the authentic experience just because of the way emulation works. Whereas with a video, like you can get it to look like it used to look if that's really what you're what you're going for. Yeah, I mean, speaking strictly as a collector, I have a, a like a large place in my heart for the original authentic media. And, yeah, you know. I mean, I use a CRT where I could have a flat screen because I just prefer the way everything originally was. It has a place in my heart. And I'm I'm finding more and more that that seems to be the case for people who play retro video games. They really prefer more authentic experiences. I like being able to purchase the games and actually play them. Because sometimes so the games that I want to play are expensive and I'm like, hmm, can I get this cheaper like through an online store? I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I only say that because I would, I would prefer, I would definitely prefer to have, like, this is the only game coming to mind at the moment, a copy of Earthbound for the SNES because I have an SNES, but that game's expensive. trying to get it yeah. would be expensive as hell, so I have it on my 3DS and I've been able to play it on that. Yeah, I mean, if you're just in, in for the experience in general and you just want to experience the game, period, end of story, there are, like, tons of great options today, and I think that that's fantastic that you don't have to... Uh, go out and buy an authentic original copy. But I'm finding that there are just people who prefer to do that. Uh, I think a lot of the joy comes from, like, coming home and I walk in and there's just a shelf full of games and I can just look at them and pick one off the shelf and dust it off and pop it in and play it. There's just something so amazing about that feeling instead of just turn on and rifle through a catalog on my television screen. So, like, the point I was trying to make, though, was, like, that when Blockbuster kind of went away, so did most, like, video rental in general, mm-hmm. it yeah. felt like. Partially because kind of when Blockbuster came out, it, Blockbuster itself kind of was responsible for getting rid of a lot of independent video rental stores in general. But I feel like just because GameStop is disappearing doesn't mean that we're going to see an end of that kind of store, right. just like a chain devoted to it. Yeah, like I can't uh, speak for anyone else, uh, but I've got this uh, store called The Exchange. It's right around the corner from me. It's uh, It deals in video games and also tons of other stuff like vi- uh, movies, uh, TV shows, 
DVDs are collectibles even and it's uh it's up to date but it also has retro stuff and it's a chain so i don't know if uh like if there's a widespread and i know there are also smaller as you were saying before mom and pop stores around and i feel like those ones are uh at least the exchange has been busier than any gamestop i've been to in the past several years mm -hmm. every time i've been in there so i'm hoping that means they're not going anywhere that's a good that's a good point that I wasn't really thinking about, but like sort of consolidating it into a certain a certain set of me of media um, and products that like aren't necessarily the same thing, but sort of go together. It's like when you go on an online store and people say people who bought this item also bought this. It's like that, but an entire store. Right. Yeah. They're 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 cool. both video game yeah. stores, but one of them caters way more to a specific niche of gaming. Yeah, it goes to a demographic yeah. rather than GameStop, which goes, which is marketing itself towards a type of media. Yeah, I would personally love and like this. Okay, and Nintendo's got their virtual console, right? Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo had their <laughs> yeah, virtual okay. console. Listen, Did everybody pour one out? <laughs> they're working on it. All right, I was really critical of that at first, but now we've heard that there's probably going to be Super Nintendo games, and it's 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 better than nothing at the very least it's not much better than and nothing I, but it, james, that's all you can hope for from nintendo there. they just closed down the wii store <laughs> james it wasn't an actual criticism i just wanted to be snarky at sorry all right well i just want to be clear about that uh I, I i'm sorry i interpreted your snarkiness as a legitimate criticism that i agreed with <laughs> but anyway uh i would love to see maybe not so much with nintendo because there is no way in hell uh, like it, well actually now that i say that i was surprised nintendo has surprised me yet again with their whole you know their creatives program shutting down and finally actually being you know treating their their content creators like decent human beings but i would love to see a like a gamestop that's like a emulation like official emulation like a a stock just of all old retro games arcade games like imagine if you could like play mame like officially licensed like games on mame ps2 games anything like that stuff that, that it might be a little bit hard to get where you are like older games that you can't necessarily buy used online that kind of thing you may not have the console for it like it would be a heck of a lot of work and you know a heck of a lot of licensing i'm sure but uh, kind of like yeah kind of like a netflix for for retro games but but not yeah. like one specific uh, <laughs> company like just all sorts of companies like you know you could get playstation games you could get made games made by sony games made by atlas by sega everybody so you're thinking of kind of like a digital only game fly does anyone else remember that yeah yeah oh, i was gonna say when you said net yeah that's... when you said netflix for retro games it's like that's, that's called Gamefly. Game <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about digital because the the sad thing is is that as someone who's like not really big into the video game like preservation scene but it is it follows it the fact of the matter is piracy is the only way that we're going to be able to preserve a lot of video games nowadays and I, I think that is a shame because while i think piracy is if that's the only way to preserve video games then i do indeed condone piracy for that uh specific purpose but i really more than anything wish there was a better way and one of these days i would love to see a, an alternative to that as a way to just go up look up a game you want 
and just like be able to like buy the rights to play it again. I agree. The Game Cola podcast is not <laughs> to be held responsible for the opinions no, no, of no, no, people no, no, no. on that, the Game Cola podcast. Is no one but my own. So that opinion is my <laughs> own and no one else's. I I think that that would be a fantastic platform, and I would I would love to see that. The problem is that. I'm sure a ton of companies would be on board, but of course there would be the big N saying, uh, no way. That, no. And, and that's just something we'll we'll have to deal with. And again, Nintendo has been surprising a lot of people lately I, with I was their, very surprised. you know, their changing in their policies. And I hope that one day, whether it's 10 years from now or 100 years from now, they'll eventually get on board with the, the, the idea that it's okay to let people play that you know freaking metal storm or something like you know all these games that nobody ever used to play and that certainly aren't making you very much money yeah. but you have no reason to be withholding from everybody else when i first became a collector and i wanted to learn more about the games i i i will admit um i emulated a lot of them so i could see what they were like and matt like, how could you I, I'm sorry, I'm a criminal. In the back of my mind, I I just, I felt bad that I had to do what is basically considered stealing in order to experience these games because they were not available anymore and they were too expensive to buy physical copies of. Games like Little Samson or Panic Restaurant that I'm still waiting to own. And too expensive, but not to buy from the people who would, who made it, right? Like, you're yeah, paying precisely. a lot of money to someone who didn't make the yeah, game. Yeah, right, but that's exactly the point. What does Nintendo have to restrict access to games that they aren't selling? Like, yeah. what you, you, you haven't sold these games <laughs> for years. Clearly, you have no intention of making money off of them. Well, the short answer would be that, well, we might someday. <laughs> yeah, but we all know that that's a load of <laughs> words I can't say. <laughs> it's just because these games aren't at retail anymore, the people who are going to dictate the prices are just going to be the market itself. And yeah. the market dictates that Little Samson is like $1,200, and I, <laughs> I can't do that right now. So whoops, emulation. Oh, boy. So in conclusion, GameStop is not doing so well. <laughs> I have some good memories of GameStop, but the only reason is because it was the, it was like one of the few things to do at the mall that uh, my boyfriend and I would go to in, uh, during school, and it was just kind of nice to look around. Part during school, and did you play <laughs> hooky to go hang out at GameStop in college? Oh, uh, who did? We <laughs> 16-year-old Anna. I couldn't drive until I was 19. I couldn't go anywhere at 16. Hanging out in a GameStop in a trench coat on her DS. I'm imagining more like a malt shop in the 50s with a GameStop next to it. Oh. <laughs> Just wearing, wearing a nice. trench coat over my uniform. Yeah. If there were if there were nuns at my school, they would have been like, they, they wouldn't have let us get away with that. It's too bad there aren't any cheat codes for life. <laughs> you wouldn't have a 16-year-old Anna. <laughs> cheat codes for life? You mean the, uh, the, the old-time the Kalaman game caller? Yeah. Actual internet website. Actual internet website? Yeah. Wow. GameCola.net. Cheat codes for life. Speaking of video games... Guys, video games, right? Mm-hmm. We all like video games. I love video games. I'm not any uh, very told you. definition on that. Now, do we like video games enough to play no. them? No. 
<laughs> I just get him and put him on the shelf. I don't know what all this playing is about. Matt just collects them. I don't know if he actually you plays them. You do one them. thing as a collector. You do one thing. And that's we, buy games and never play them. That's right. We, <laughs> look at them. We just get we just get together once a month and talk about video games that we never play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't play any. But whoa, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I try, Man. but they're all still updating. Man, the box art for Super Mario Odyssey sure looks nice. Yeah. Oh well. Man. Wow. Oh man. Wow. You own that game? Hell yeah, I do. Oh. Oh man. What's it like? Oh, I don't know. I never touch it. It's mint. <laughs> I can't, it's I about. Can't play it's about. It. It's, uh, it's about five inches by three inches. Yeah. Um, oh, it's mostly red. Oh boy. So cool. We have a story for the next it. Toy Story right there. Like <laughs> Mario, Ga- Mario Galaxy being played by Kelsey Grammer. Toy <laughs> uh, Story 5, oh the digital boy. age. I think it's about time for us to start talking about video games that have been, that have been played by us in uh, recent times. Uh, Jetty, I want to start with you because I feel like you haven't gotten to say anything this podcast. So do you recall the video games that I was discussing on the last podcast? I think so. Bold of you to assume we remember anything from the last podcast. I remember, (laughs) hey look, I listened to each podcast probably a total of three times in the course of it being presented. So yeah, I remember there was a whole section of the last podcast where it was just Jenny talking about games. Yes, so... Is it? Are you just gonna? Are you gonna say just like the ditto quotes? <laughs> oh no no no! I was just gonna follow up about my uh, my discussion of um, Little Dragons Cafe. Yes. Okay. Good. I was hoping that was the Thank one God. you were gonna update us on. <laughs> so I want to know what happens. I'm really invested in this, Jenny. So okay. Sadly, uh, because I ended Wait, up. Wait. Just just real quick. Does you, your mom die? Can you can you can you just bring everybody up to speed who maybe forgot or didn't listen to the last episode about what Little Dragons Cafe is? Okay, so it's basically um, Harvest Moon, but you take care of a dragon and you run a cafe. Like it's by the people who made Harvest Moon, and you you have this concept like going into it that it's going to be like, oh, you know, I have some kind of thing that I take care of, and there's a dragon. Like, you think it's going to be Harvest Moon, but you have a cool dragon that you hang out with. Um, and instead, it's this really, like, it's not even like a business management sim. There's no money. Nothing that you do actually affects uh, your workers. Nothing that you do actually affects the people that come in. There's all these things that are like, oh, yeah, use better ingredients or you know, make new dishes or whatever. And after our discussion last time, I was like, I'm going to ignore all of that. I'm going to completely <laughs> ignore whenever my uh, workers are like, oh, we're so stressed, we need help. help. I just ignore them. And I don't care about like trying to put better ingredients. I'm just like, whatever I get enough of every single day to not have to like worry about it. And that's the true meaning of business. Yeah, and it turns out that like there's no difference there's n- there's no playing <laughs> of the game and so like i'm just burning through the stories because i can just go to sleep i can just wake up play the cutscene there's nothing to do with these cuts uh, cutscenes it's just like you come in once a day and a cutscene plays so it's just like okay well i'll just watch the cutscene go to sleep the thing takes care of itself nobody cares if it's bad or not like i'm not making any money so the playing of the game is just stress. Like, it's just me worrying about stuff that doesn't matter because <laughs> in the end, 
I get nothing for it. Not even like a Luigi's Mansion style, like, this is how good your restaurant was. It's so good. Uh, Here's a million. That sounds like bad game design to me. It sounds like life. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like real life, but unfortunately, real life is bad game design. No, no. I play video games to get away from this shit. <laughs> the graphics are terrible. Too much on realism. I need um, my yeah, tracing. I was outside last. I was outside yesterday, and the render distance was terrible. I was stuck in the tutorial for eighteen years. Yeah, textures are muddy. The character models are ugly. Did you hear? Did you hear about the the temperature glitch that happened? What? Like half of the half of the United States server, like the temperature, I think that like. <laughs> Negated. Guys, it got all flipped. right. They're they're okay. using they're using liquid nitrogen cooling. Okay. You laugh, but it is cold as hell. Yeah, no, it's cold, it's cold here. Hell it's has cold. frozen over. It's over. It's it. cold here, Anna, and I'm not that far north. No. Or who else got negative negative temperatures? Negative I, Fahrenheit we're like temperatures. the same area. Though. We're in negative fifty. What I got. We got right at zero. North Carolina coming at you. I have friends in Chicago. I'm in Virginia. Like it's not that far. Negative four in Ohio a couple days ago. Hey. Meanwhile, I'm we over here in California, zero. and it's, uh, you know, a nice balmy 65. Shut up! <laughs> yes, I was going to continue on to say that I gave up uh, on Little Dragon's Cafe for a bit. I just got tired of, like, just going to sleep and watching these stupid cutscenes. So, I have been playing... Y2K, if you guys have heard of it. No. Yeek. It's one of those, like, oh, it's like Earthbound. And, like, that's kind of how it's advertised in some ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or at least, I guess that's how people talk about it. Because, like, graphically, like, for being a 3D game, it's like a low-poly 3D with the Earthbound, like, aesthetic, I guess. It calls itself an RPG, but it's kind of more of a visual novel with voice acting, it's a buggy nightmare for twenty dollars. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I've been hearing about this game for a long time because I think of the the voice cast was like a particular point of like how it's like a fully voiced game. Yeah, like but, I mean, yeah, because it's it's. I think part of the Earthbound, yeah, was like mostly the aesthetic of it. it's an RPG, but it takes it takes place in like a modern time period. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to like about it. But there's so, like, it's very obvious that there was very little testing done. Like, there's been, I think, three times now where I've found a place where I just had to reset the game. Mm-hmm. How long have you been playing it? <laughs> uh, 20-something hours. Oh. I think I'm about three-fourths of the way through, two-thirds, something like that. There's a lot of things that I want to like about the game. I'm very conflicted. Who was I talking to? Uh, us? I think you were talking to me about it. No one. Oh, that's there, right. Yeah, because no. I was talking to me because I was talking about how all the menus and all the like the the menus yeah, yeah, and yeah. the GUI looks like it's like placeholder. I had a flashback to saying the thing about how like, well, once you get about five hours in, that's when the story really starts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then <laughs> oh, I no. went off on that because I I thought because see that to me is the sign of a bad game. James, have you also played this, or were you just talking? No, to I was just talking it? to Jetty about it. I think it was uh, when we were while well, we were waiting for the. D&D yeah, Secret cast. of Mana or whatever it was. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, like, the main character is, like, I guess purposefully unlikable. Oh, I don't like that. But, yeah. but I played Deponia. He's not that... Okay, okay, Madam okay. Deponia. Yeah, it's not Deponia. Deponia. <laughs> it's more that he's, like, he's just really self-absorbed and, like, 
oh, I have all these deep ideas, like, I came back from college and everything's different, oh, no. whatever. And, like, he's not a a bad person, he's just, like, a Mr. Cis White Male, oh. like, hello, uh, let me tell you about <laughs> things that uh, I clearly know more about than you do. Mm. Um, but, like, several hours into the game, the other characters that you get introduced to are like, you're an idiot. Stop talking. <laughs> like, it's pointed out that, like, this is not a positive. We're going through character changes. It's character building and stuff. It's like, you're five hours into the game at this point. <laughs> and then, like, other stuff starts to happen and it gets interesting. But still, I can't get over... I spent I spent half an hour fighting an enemy. Oh. One enemy. And I got seven experience points. No! Oh. Oh. Out so of five, sorry. right? No! <laughs> how many did you? How many do you need to level up? A hundred. I mean, it, it's a static oh. one hundred points every level. For every level. Oh, that's awful! Yeah. Wow. And it's supposed to be interesting. Every character has their own unique little kind of quick time game that you play. Like, uh, oh, the main character has a uh, a record, like a vinyl record, and as it spins around, you have to hit like the colored spots in order to like do a combo. But like. It gets to be stressful because every character has their own unique thing. And against different enemies, it goes faster or slower. Like, when you have to dodge or whatever, it goes faster or slower based on, like, your defense and the enemy's attack and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you can never get the timing right because it's always different. And every character, you're like, what was it again? Uh, and then, you know, you've got the guy with the camera roll that, oh, you're supposed to press the button to, like, do the shutter at different times. But they're different buttons every time that you do it, so you can never memorize it. There's no getting good at it. It's stressful every time for half an hour that then just gives you seven experience points, no items. <sighs> I want to like the game, but it's yeah. just a big... Yeah. Why do you want to like think... the game? It doesn't seem like the kind of game to like. If I might uh, contribute some of, uh, I think, what what we discussed, uh, what I said was, it uh, from what I've looked at, I've looked at the game's website. I have not played this game personally, uh, but I have looked at the game, I've looked at the website, this very much seems like it was made by a very small team uh, that didn't have a whole lot of experience designing a game. This looks like this was like their first shot at making a game. Or at least making a game of this scale. And it's gotten like, you know, you know 6 out of 10, 6.5, 5 out of 10. And, you know, based on the game cola rating of 5 is average, that's that's really, that's that's decent. But uh, most places, you know, use the whole school grading system where 7 is average, etc. And I like personally, <laughs> I, I would say that at, for a first attempt, this isn't great, but it's not, like, awful. It's Passable. just kind of a game. It's just kind of a meh experience. And and I can see why you'd want to like it. Because, you know, it's nice to see people, you know, especially as someone who wants, you know, and still wants to develop their own video games. It's nice to yeah. see fresh faces. It's nice to see, you know, passion and, you know, determination in the game scene. But then, you know, it, it, along with that, it, it comes the inexperience and, yeah. you know, the lack of really knowing how to properly execute uh, the vision that you have in your head. And I think yeah. that's more along the lines of what happened here. Perhaps some time constraints, you know, they just kind of... Uh, did this game get delayed at all, or...? 
Oh, I have no idea. I didn't really keep up with. It's been in pre- it's been in public production since. Yeah, forever. so it really seems like this game probably had some troubled development. So I, I I honestly hope that you know these people don't get discouraged by perhaps yeah. lackluster sales or anything like that. And I hope that perhaps they can use this as a learning experience to make an even better second game. Yeah, I guess maybe that's part of it. Is just that like oh, I can feel where they're coming from, and like these are concepts that like at some given point i was like oh man but what if every character had their own unique attack style and like what if the attacks went faster and slower based on your stats or whatever it's like well now i can see that's a terrible idea yeah it's you empathize but at the same time you have to draw a line (laughs) yeah like i can appreciate that they they did it they went for it thank you now i see that i don't need to (laughs) you know now we know um, does uh has anybody well i guess i know the other game that we should probably talk about because it's on everyone's mind um everyone's favorite game kingdom farts what kingdom hearts i don't know that's I a lie say, i actually oh, I don't, anna, do anna but i don't I know think anything you heard else. did you did you because <laughs> I, I didn't say kingdom hearts because I was telling a joke, I said Kingdom Farts instead. And because I, I don't know if you've noticed this, I'm hilarious. Yes. Explaining jokes is funny. Yeah. Kingdom Blarts. Can I get your autograph? Oh. Now there's the next world they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> and are you the new Cop DLC world. It's got a keyblade that turns into a, a Segway. Yeah, everyone turns into Segways. <laughs> <laughs> I finished half of a bottle of wine and have moved on to more alcohol. <laughs> I just need you to know that. So if I start laughing, <laughs> God damn it, Jenny. <laughs> no! It's going to be an interesting remainder of the podcast. Kingdom Blarts. Heart oh, Blart Bark. Heart Light Bark. Heart Dark Bark. Yes! Kingdom. Hey, it's all right. They're gonna go to a. Uh, they're gonna oh, no. go to a. Uh, they're gonna go to a pub, and then I'm gonna. They're gonna go play some Kingdom Dark. <laughs> this is the best picture to exist of all time. And I'm Why didn't really they put the face angry. on Goofy? <laughs> yes, Kingdom Blart. I hate this. That's amazing. Then they're not going to uh, feel so good, go to the toilet, and have some kingdom sharts. <laughs> then, then they need to go get some medicine, go to the kingdom drug mart. Hey. <laughs> if you uh, need to know where to buy this game, you can consult your kingdom charts. Yeah. Oh, no, my car broke down. I'm going to need a kingdom jumpstart. I hate everything. <laughs> this conversation is really kingdom smart. Yeah. I hate everything about this. This is the worst podcast of all time ever. <laughs> if this game was edible, would it be Kingdom Tart? Oh. <laughs> all right, I think we've run this so, joke a little dry. Out of all seven of us, how many of us played this game? One. I I, I, I might if I actually I had did. a PS4, oh, but two. I don't. I, I bought it. I haven't played it yet because I'm still busy with other things, but I, I definitely own it. The only thing I know about it, aside from the trailers is that you can take pictures and the different characters have different reactions to being in your picture frame. I know Winnie the Pooh is in it. I know Donald, I also know that Donald Duck very often says, this looks like a good place to find some ingredients. This looks like a good spot to find some ingredients. <laughs> but like, Wait, he says it, wow. So, he says it so slowly every time. That was really time. good. 
Honestly. I was getting I was getting more <laughs> Gollum than Donald, but good on yeah. you. <laughs> That's all I can do. What was it? Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. I've come up with a new recipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that I have a there's a YouTuber I watch who's playing the game and he is keeping a counter for the number of times where they they say in order Sora, Donald, Goofy. Because they say that exact <laughs> phrase like a bajillion times. Every mm. it's been like that every single game. Yeah, Sora. Don't, well, Kingdom yeah. Hearts two was where it got big. Like the first yeah. game, it was a little bit, but the second game, they really upped the the Sora Donald Goofy. Meter. And they do it so slowly too. It's like, hey, Sora Donald Goofy. Hey, it's like no, it's, Sora it's like, Donald Sora Donald Goofy. Goofy. <laughs> it's like Mickey Mouse is their mom. It's like Sora Donald Goofy. <laughs> Go to your room. Oh, gosh, mom. Anyway, Dan, can you please tell us about this actual video game instead of us just making jokes about it? I mean, if you've played Kingdom Hearts before, it's more the same. Basically, anyone who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts, it is anime, Final Fantasy, Disney rolled into one big disgusting ball and shoved in your face, <laughs> and it's delicious and horrible and the best thing ever <laughs> and i just can't stop playing it honestly it plays really well like it's an action rpg you hit things with a key because of course you do why not because symbolism is the name of the game even if it symbolizes nothing <laughs> and in this case everything is symbolism and it all symbolizes nothing <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows if, if how you say the uh the actual name of the game it's kingdom hearts or kingdom hearts where you put the emphasis and no one cares because no one actually just it's it's an entire mess it's a mess and i love it and i hate it and i love it they also it's did some nice trolling though with the i if i might like can i like spoil like the first thing that you see after the opening like cut scene, no like the, the opening story thing oh no all right yeah do it yeah, do it. <laughs> do it? Alright, so yeah. basically, Kingdom Hearts is known for being a series which has some absurd and complicated game names. Dude, come so, on, man, spoilers. Like, I think the latest was like Kingdom Hearts 2.8, A Fragmentary Passage, or something like that, or maybe that's the, maybe those are two different games. I don't even know anymore, I'm just lost. So at the start of the game, uh, you, you finish, you go to the first area, and as you travel there, there's a fade to black. And then on screen appears Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, and I swear, that, that is funny. the best thing I've ever seen in a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game. Because they finally become self-aware and realized, hey, these names are stupid. Oh, they make fun of Sora so much in this game. Yeah, it's hilarious. Do. Like one of the first things he does when they get to their ship and everything, he notice, notices that they hear a sound and Sora's searching around. He, apparently he has a phone now, a really of weird, he dinky ass, yeah. weird, dorky ass looking phone. The ringtone is a song from the game, of course, and he has no idea what it is because Sora's a dumbass in the, in in all of these. He's a dumbass, but this time they actually call him out on it <laughs> constantly. Yes, and it's great. But like when he finally answers, it's Chip and Dale on the on the other end, and they're like yelling at each other, like, "Hey, he finally picked up!" <laughs> and like. Donald and Goofy are, I think, and Jiminy too. They're all yelling at him for not understanding what he, what's going on. <laughs> good. It's very good. Um, it's a good game. So Kingdom Kingdom Hearts two point three five out of five over seven days. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> over seven days. Uh, has anybody else been playing some good good video games? 
Ooh. Well, I have been playing Remake 2, which if you don't know what that means, that is the Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I don't like horror games. I never liked horror games. I like horror games now. So you picked this one up day one, Natural <laughs> natural Impulse. <laughs> yes, I, I did actually, because I was like, you know what? I've heard a lot of people say Resident Evil 2 is really good. I think the series is super cheesy as hell, but I think I, I've liked some of the stuff that they do. And I said, you know what? I just want, I've never liked horror games, but I am going to give this one a, just a good old, you know, college try and just give it a shot, open mind, try it out, because I'm sure it's going to be good. And it is amazing. I've heard that the gameplay style of the remake, though, is pretty different. Like, it yeah. doesn't have fixed oh, camera angles or tank controls. But I, I I understand that there's people that really like... The, those old games were definitely designed around their control scheme. And the ability to remove them while keeping, you know, the fixed camera angles and the slow zombies is weird. Uh, I've played some of the remake of the original Resident Evil, uh, and... It's all right. For what it is, it's it's good. You can tell that it, it seems to be rather well designed, and it's kind of cool to be able to pull off, you know, neat dodges around the zombies, but it's something you have to get very much used to. With this, now that they've adapted sort of, uh, you know, a non-fixed camera angle, a user-controllable camera angle, they've very much shifted the, the focus of the game, the design of the game. And, and again, I'm by no means an expert of the original Resident Evil games. I've never played or finished any of the other Resident Evil games, and I've never, I don't know anything about Resident Evil 2, or sorry, Resident Evil 3. But what I can tell you is that as just as a game, you know, all, you know, just coming at this fresh, not having any reservations about what a Resident Evil game should be, this is phenomenal. The atmosphere is great. The voice acting is great. The the motion capture is great. The game looks gorgeous, and it runs really well, even on my four-year-old PC. And the horror is great. Like, there's aren't really any, like, cheap jump scares. It's all very clever. There's a lot of extreme just buildup of tension and especially as someone who's not familiar with horror i was thinking oh i'm just gonna be you know wetting myself the entire time no but you're just on edge the entire time that you're playing this game and there was a great little jump scare i jump scared myself i walked uh, out of this one room and into like a room that was full of lights and i was like oh this is great i was looking up at the ceiling and then i remembered oh wait there was an item i was supposed to pick up in the previous room and in, when I left the previous room, uh, I had walked through that area kind of looking down at the ground, you know, kind of looking around for maybe crawling zombies, that kind of thing. And so I was kind of looking up at these chandeliers that were in, I think it was a library. And so I'm still kind of looking up, and as I walk back into this previous room that I left, the, the ceiling in, this, in, in the, the old room uh, collapses out, and just this dead body falls from the roof and jump scares me, and I'm like, ah! And it's very cool because I believe uh, the way that they kind of get you in this game is they seem to have scripted events which happen if you're looking at them. Like, so, you know, if you're not really looking around, you'll go through a whole area and it'll be totally fine. Nothing will happen. And then if you come back and you're doing something slightly different, well, you might trigger something unexpected that will happen that'll catch you off guard even if you're going back through the room multiple times and i think that's that's really cool it still 
it keeps everything fresh and it keeps you on your toes. And by the way, I have not even come close to finishing this game. I would guess I'm maybe halfway through, but <laughs> just so far, uh, it's been great. And the other thing is the dogs. If you've played this game or even other Resident Evil games, I think you know what I'm talking about. God, I hate the dogs in this game. They are way too hard to hit. Uh, but, I mean, aside from that little minor thing, it's just, oh, it's, it's, I love it. I love the puzzles in it as well. Uh, it's, it's really nice. I actually went out and I grabbed a pad of paper to solve uh, a lot of these little puzzles. Like, there's these little lock boxes that you have to press buttons in the correct, you have to press eight buttons in the correct order. Uh, but you can write down, it, what you can do to make it easier is you can actually just write down, like, on a piece of paper, what buttons activate, like, what locks, and then kind of solve the combination that way, and it's, it, it feels really satisfying, so, but I think that's, uh, about, uh, the breadth of my experience so far. Just dead silence after that. <laughs> I have no familiarity with this game series, so I can offer literally no input. Do we have any other uh, quick uh, notes about games we've been playing? Um, I, I'd like to, I guess, mention that I'm finally at the very end of my Gotta Catch Em All uh, Gen 2 run of Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my favorite gen. Uh, mine, too, except maybe not after this. Roaming Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I figured out a system for those. Don't you worry. But um, Yeah. I finally finished up like my last series of trades and there's just like two or three Pokemon left that I just, uh, for whatever reason, neglected to catch while I was just roaming around. So I got to run back, grab those and then head to Celadon in Kanto and get myself three more diplomas and I will have completed red, blue, yellow, gold, silver and crystal and I will be nice. very happy. <laughs> so what are the three that you have left? Um, Remorade. Teddy Ursa and Fanpy. Hmm. Do you have their evolution? Yes, I do. Okay. How does yeah. that work? Um, because for whatever reason, in certain patches of grass and in certain caves, you can encounter both the base Pokemon and its evolved form. And for whatever reason, uh... those three... Um, well, you can't encounter an Octillery, um, but I caught a Remoraid in gold, and I evolved it before I traded it over to Crystal and to Silver, like an idiot. So I have to go catch another Remoraid. Um, but I caught an Ursa Ring in Dark Cave, and I caught a Donphan on Route 45, because they're like, I think they have like a 15% encounter rate, but their base forms, Teddy Ursa and Fanpy, are only like 5%, so I was just like, I'll, I'll get yeah. them later, I'll go back and get them later. You could all, so. Can you breed for them? You can, but it's way easier to just catch them. Yeah, because breeding in Gen 2 is, I mean, it's at its base form before... It got way better, and they fixed all yeah. of the problems, and it just it takes way too long to breed, and it involves a whole lot of different steps and finagling to make sure everything is 100% perfect. I mean, you can still put whatever Pokemon you want in the daycare with a Ditto, but that takes almost the longest amount of time to generate an egg, yeah. and then you have to get the egg, and then you have to walk around until the egg hatches. I'd rather just spend 15 minutes in some tall grass. I wonder if that mm -hmm. was originally meant to be, like, balancing. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, the easy way to do it is the ditto, but if you really want to, you know, get it done quick. Well, yeah, because, like, the idea behind, because, like, all the rules, and I don't know, I know that this is the case now, and they may have changed it a bit, but, like, it was, it's faster if they're the same type of Pokemon, um, and if they're, like, different, from different trainers, it's also faster. So the idea there is to encourage 
trading, basically. But yeah, so are, are you going to take a break before going on to Emerald the, and hmm, the like? Here's the thing, because um, getting every Pokemon in Gen 3 without any resets, which is unfortunately the criteria I've set for myself, requires playing not only Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, but also Fire Red and Leaf Green, and also right. XD and Coliseum. So, yeah, so that's going to be seven games at one time. I mean, I play them one at a time and then go back and finish up what I couldn't do the first time in each game that I played previously. Mm -hmm. Like, with three, it's kind of easy. I mean, I started this quest in late July last year, so we're going on more than half a year that I've been doing this. And I've had a lot of fun with it. It's been tedious, though. And doing this with now more than double the amount of games for Gen 3 is going to destroy me and might take more than a full year to do so i i think i will be taking a break if not not doing it at all i definitely want (laughs) i definitely want to i just don't know here's an idea uh if you do gen 3 then gen 4 might be significantly easier because you can just pal park yeah but the pokemon from gen 3 because you know you can pal park like pretty much all of them Mm, see the problem with the pal park though and i agree it makes it easier is you can only pal park six pokemon per day and even if you reset the clock the game knows that it still hasn't been 24 Mm -hmm. hours well it it, you have to do it because i tried the same thing back in the day it the timer resets the 24-hour timer resets whenever you change the clock You know, some people just collect stamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's the fun in that? You can't, yeah. you, you can't battle then stamps. Then you can still enjoy your video games in that case. I can't you, fight you can't your stamps. can't fight your stamps against someone else's stamps, because then they get bent, and then they lose their stickiness, and then... Not with that I, attitude. I will admit, as, like, <laughs> this is actually like a pretty good like segue into something else I've been having fun with with Pokemon Gen 2, is... There are stamps, because I have a Game Boy printer that works, and you can print Yo. out your Pokedex entries and stick them onto stuff, so nice. I collect stamps, too, now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was one of the nerdiest things I've ever heard. Dude. <laughs> I've, I only printed out a couple of my favorites, because, let's face it, 251 entries is a lot of ink, so... <laughs> I feel like I need to go watch some football now. I don't even like football. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon printer ink is probably the the cheapest ink. Or not the cheapest ink. Oh, man. That exists. Um, anyone else? Yeah, so, um, as you know, uh, with my PS4 and whatnot, just go, I'm bouncing off on and off of it every now and then. Uh, my roommates have been playing a lot of uh, Skyrim and Call of Duty on it. I recently got uh, Red Dead 2, so we've been fucking around with that for a bit. And just, like, seeing all the dumb stuff we can get get into. Like, we're not even doing the story. We're just running around and doing crazy sh- crazy stuff. Uh, segwaying to what James, James was talking about, I just got Resident Evil 2. I'm about going to probably play that tonight. But I've also been playing, in hype for it, I've been playing the PS4 port of Resident Evil 4, which is one of my favorite games of all time. It's not survival horror-esque. It's more like survival action. It, it starts off survival horror because you're like, oh god, it's a very creepy town and whatnot. But then you slowly realize none of this is phasing Leon, the main character, at all. So it's slowly, you don't, you aren't phased by it. So instead of being scared by all the monsters, you're like, yep, that exists. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and you're pretty much an action hero. I just finished defeating a boss. <laughs> it pretty much just formed up. It's all grotesque and eerie and, and whatnot. And Leon's just like, huh. Another monster that'll be 
that'll be gone in the next like 20 minutes or something like that. Right, so yeah, that was fun. Love playing that game. Yeah. Radical. So I played a lot of Stardew Valley around the time we recorded the last podcast. And then I kind of just stopped because I go through time where I go from I'm going to play all the video games to I'm going to do literally anything else that is not playing video games. So that kind of just ended. And I'm back at the beginning of the cycle where I'm playing all the video games. <laughs> I played Super Smash Brothers for like two minutes last night to play uh, the Piranha Plant, who I keep wanting to call Petey Piranha. I've been playing a lot of House Flippers again, which I haven't played since October, and they made a lot of cool updates, I guess, since then. I've started playing uh, Curse of Monkey Island again, because I really like that game. I started playing Night in the Woods again last night, too. So I've just been playing a bunch of games in a very short amount of time for a very, very short amount of time. One of these days I'll do a Night in the Woods review. It'll be great. Um, just to wrap things up, because we have been going for a very long time. I've been spending most of my time playing uh, Pokemon Randomizer. I don't know if you guys have heard yes. something like yeah. that. But basically, you make it, you do a thing, and it makes all of the Pokemon that you encounter in a game. I've been doing Fire Red uh, random. So I've been doing a Randomizer Nuzlocke. I am, it's a lot of fun. Maybe an interesting way to collect all the Pokemon. <laughs> who, was your, uh, who was your starter? Uh, Wismer. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny, because it was like, the options were, I think, Wismer, Charmander. (laughs) Whoa. And Caterpie. And I was like, well, I can't pick Charmander. You could, though. So I picked... Yeah, the game basically picked for you. So I picked Wismer. And then later, one of the Pokemon that I caught was a Charizard. Oh. (laughs) And the Loudred died. So... I've never understood Nuzlocke. Like, why would you? Um, why would you want to permanently kill Pokemon? Uh, it's the same reason why people do speed runs and challenge runs of games. It's just an extra challenge. Uh, well, yeah, it just makes it harder. Yeah, but you know, speed runs generally don't involve you know soul crushing death. <laughs> no, they involve soul crushing time loss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Most like I'm a heartless monster, James. I just feel like man, I spent a lot of time leveling that thing up, and it's gone forever now. Huh? Yeah. See, like, um, well, you know, honestly, I guess the loss is actually kind of similar now that I think about it. It's just <laughs> the loss of time, one way or another. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I my current team is there's a Charizard. The powerhouse of the team is Electabuzz. And then what else? I've got a Breloom, Breloom, Breloom. Um, what? Oh, I there have been a lot of deaths, so I've had to. I've got a Dragonair now that I've been grinding up. Wow. I've got a Starmie or Star You. It's still Star You actually, because I've got to get it up. I'm at Blaine right now, oh. <laughs> um, but my Water type got beat up. I had a Huntail that was like level forty. And then it fainted, and so now I have to get a uh, star you up to a star me so that I can actually fight Blaine. Oh, and a Sedinja. Shedinja, which is the most playing with fire oh, of a yeah, Nuzlocke. Oh, my favorite Pokemon. That isn't one of my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> my favorite, least favorite Pokemon. Also, just to let you know, Starmie, you need a Water Stone. So, I mean, yeah, worry about leveling, but if you want the Starmie... That's a good thing to know. I was wondering why it was taking so (laughs) long. (laughs) But it was only, like, level... I would have probably looked it up eventually, because it's only, like, level 25 right Mm -hmm. now. 
but I think anywhere like for the yeah, no problem. I think like uh, for Pokemon that use evolution stones, I think anywhere between twenty five and thirty is a good level point uh, to use the, uh, mm-hmm. the stone. Um, the other thing I played a little bit of uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online NES library was the Adventures of Lolo, which is better than I thought. It's a puzzle game. It's not fantastic. I got stuck after like the second <laughs> level and couldn't progress. It's not very clear <laughs> about how certain mechanics work. You really no, need the not. manual. You need the manual. Even then, yeah. it's not... Like, I, I looked up some stuff, and I still can't figure it out. I hate any level that uses, like, the water. Like, you have to put a thing into the oh, water. Yeah, the yeah, you have to so push that... the eggs into the water, but then... <laughs> because it, there's no way to tell how it's going to work. I think that, like, as much as I love Lolo, I think the main thing that takes away from the game is just... Um, you collect hearts to find power-ups, but only some hearts give you power-ups, but all the hearts look the same. So you basically have to die on a couple of levels as you try to figure out which things do what. Yeah, that game is like a first-timer's nightmare. So I'm most of the way through. I think I'm on like the last floor, and I just haven't finished it up. Good luck. It's a game I really enjoy, so it's good to see that people are actually giving it a shot on the uh, the NES online. But uh, I think that's I think we've we've talked about a lot of things today on the Game Cola podcast. I think I think it's about time for us to wrap up. Or we podcast all night. (laughs) With that said, thank you for listening to this very long jam packed edition of the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to check us out on our actual Internet website, GameCola.net. Or on our YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word net for videos, as well as where we post some of our other podcasts. And if you like podcasts from us, you can also check us out on iTunes, and you can see all the podcasts that we have, like Hacks and Slash, reading fan fiction, video game fan fiction of questionable quality, or the Secret of Mana RPG casts, where uh, myself, Jetty, James and Anna are the characters in Secret of Mana, and we play the game. It's a great time. We do indeed. It's very fun. So if you like us, go to iTunes, rate us highly, leave a review. It really helps us out. If you do that, it helps the podcast get spread. You could also tell a friend about one of the podcasts that you like. Tell your friends about the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell your friends about the show. That's the thing you need to know. Hello, my name is Joe. (laughs) Wow. Nice. Anna, take this away. Take this away from me for a little. Hi, bit. we dumb. also have social media. We are Game Cola on Facebook and on Twitter. We are at Game Cola. If you ever want to talk to us, do that on those things. You can also tell your friends about these places. Yeah, and you can also come to <laughs> come to our Discord where you it's can find friends. Yeah, where you can where find you can friends, friends to talk about games with. For yeah, free, if you don't have any friends, friends to share Game Cola with, yeah. you can go to our Discord to get friends to talk about Game Cola with. Yeah, be, be our friends. Yeah, we we're there. Friends. Please. We have things <laughs> like a picture of Kirby in the Piranha Plant outfit. It's adorable. A funny video. We talked about dabbing where... before this. So. Oh, it's yeah. true. <laughs> we did talk about dabbing. A funny video where Link fights a Sky Guardian um, on his metal flying pirate ship that he made. Fun stuff like that. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait, wait. We... Why does Mario wear a hat? <laughs> Why does where Mario wear a hat? Because, because he is bold. <laughs> okay. What kind of overalls does Mario wear? Stop it. Oh my gosh. 
Carol, we also have a Carol. Twitch, twitch.tv slash You're missing out on all this by not being questions. on the Discord. Be yeah. our friend. You can email us questions at podcast at gamecola.net. Please. <laughs> or on the disc- the aforementioned Discord. This is going well. Don't forget to find this us on CompuServe. Joe, are you proud of us? Yeah, we're also I on Friendster. Live journal. Check out our BBS. <laughs> the podcast is ending now. Have a wonderful time of day wherever it is whenever it is you're listening to this mess this disaster goodbye So, sorry for Yeek. my tone earlier, Yeek. Jetty. I thought you were going to tell us something about the temperature where you are. Oh, no, it's like, uh, it, it got down to, like, you know, negative one or whatever. But, um, I was just so, going back to the actual... did your mom Wait, die you in, in the game? Are you not in, are you not in Florida? I haven't been in Florida for a year and a half. I don't remember <laughs> things, <laughs> Jetty. I don't remember Joe. things. I'm sorry. It's all right, Joe. I had no you idea where like anyone was. A while either. ago. <laughs> How do I, I remember rem- this? Okay. Because I know in Florida it's just very warm. And that would have been funny. I yeah. think my brain decided to, decided to forget that piece of information yeah. because it would have been funnier. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Florida it's like 50 degrees or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Y2K, the video game. Yeah. Um, 